All right, welcome to this episode of the Schwegcast, episode five. I released five episodes today, February 1st, and what an amazing five episodes it has been. I'll be loving every person who puts in the effort to listen to all five episodes. It doesn't need to be all in one day, but you know, if you're listening to these first five episodes, I really appreciate it. What I would also really appreciate it, like and subscribing to this podcast, you know, subscribing, liking, and even writing a review, those, what those do is they give this podcast a little bit more traction, help me get things going, so go press that like button and do what you need to do, you know, it's really fun, I love doing this podcast, so far I've got really fun podcast. I'm getting some cool guests on the show, and so I'm going to talk with some musicians over the next couple weeks and the next couple episodes that you will get to see and hear. I guess you won't exactly get to see, but you will get to hear it. As always, I am Sam. If you don't know me, (laughs) that's it. I'm Sam, and that's all you ever need to know about who I am as a person. Um, just a lot of great things going on in my life. I'm trying to play some music, working on some tour dates, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. working on some songs with other people, writing some songs to other people. It's been, you know, really exciting time in my life, and so that's what I want to do. And also, what I want to do, I want to talk about the Grammy nominations. You know, we have 12 days until the Grammys from this day this podcast is airing, and so... I want to talk about one of the categories here. Today I want to talk about Best Pop Duo slash Group Performance. So in this nominee, we got Closer by The Chainsmokers featuring Halsey, Seven Years by Lucas Graham, Work, Rihanna featuring Drake, Cheap Thrills, Sia featuring Sean Paul, Stressed Out by 21 Pilots. So this is a very interesting category. This one seems like it could be the most competitive and a very, I don't know who's going to win. Um... I can make some educated guesses about who would win, but necessarily no, I would probably guess it wrong. In the meantime, I mean, I got a 1 in 5 chance of getting this right, so you never know. I think that's like 20% if I'm doing my math correctly. So what I'm guessing, it's going to come down to Cheap Thrills and Closer. Those are two big songs. Sia is one of those big songwriters, and she's really blowing up. Uh, In these coming years, you know, with Chandelier, that song's really good. And all that stuff. But the Chainsmokers are kind of a new and upcoming artist. You know, Closer is like the song everyone had stuck in their head. It was amazing how many people had the song stuck in their head. And I had the song stuck in my head. And I still get the song stuck in my head. I think it's an amazing song. I jam it on repeat all the time. And I have no shame in that. That song is really good. I would like work to get somewhere, you know, even though some people think it's annoying. I love that Drake verse that comes into, you know. It's something that gets stuck in my head, too. So I'm guessing it's going between Closer and Cheap Thrills and with work coming in a good third. And um, I'm not really guessing too much with 21 Pilots. I'd be surprised if they do win, but I could be wrong. I didn't think uh, Daft Punk was going to win a lot back then, you know, when they won a ton of Grammys, but I could be wrong. You never know these things these days. So that's my uh, Grammy prediction and discussion for best pop duo group performance you know uh message me if you think that it could be different or give me your thoughts on this and also today i want to get to our sponsor for the episode lapel yeah rhymes with hell yeah 
as in give me a lapel yeah you know just these great phenomenal pins started by my friend jonathan bowles he makes awesome pins they make custom pins um i did recently talked with him since i created uh the intro for the last episode uh two episodes ago i think uh, episode three and uh he said harambe pins do exist but uh i don't think they're going to sell them but I'm going to work on them. But I know I want to get Sam Schwiggler Project pins made. And it's awesome. And I know what you're thinking. Where can I get these pins? LapelYeah.com is where you can get those pins. And also, I have a little treat for you. Using promo code SAM, S-A-M, you can get 25% off your purchase of lapel pins from LapelYeah.com. That is LapelYeah.com. And you can use promo code SAM, S-A-M, at checkout to get 25% off. Now, let's get on with the show. I am actually talking to the creator of Lapel Yeah, and also with the Slingshot Show and True Wrestling Fables, Jonathan Bowles. So stick around. You definitely do not want to miss this interview. First things first, I have to tell you something, something about <laughs> about uh, about you specifically. Oh yeah. Okay, so I have this thing. What is it? <laughs> I have tell this... me a little something, something. Okay, I have I have this thing. I don't know why, but I like compare everyone I know. This is everyone: my parents, friends, family, everyone. With, like, a celebrity or, like, someone from a TV show. Oh, my gosh. I love this. Okay. And I, and usually, like, everyone has one, but, like, everyone, uh, not everyone, I can't ever think of them all at once sometimes. So, okay. <laughs> but I figured out yours the other day. Yeah. Uh, are you ready for this? Are you, you I, you're I'm sitting ready. down. You're sitting down? I, okay. I am sitting down. I am in a chair. Okay. You remind me of Guy Fieri. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Is this good or bad? <laughs> I, I mean, I have, I have heard it joked that Guy Fieri is the human version of nachos. <laughs> Guy Fieri? Oh, my gosh, Sam. I mean, give me, give me some reasons why. Okay, first off, I actually like Guy Fieri, so okay. it's not Okay, so it's he's not... A bad... not... Okay, okay, I, I get it. I mean, so... Guy Fieri is like the smash mouth of food tv shows but hey <laughs> but who doesn't love smash mouth right true yeah here's here's my theory it's like you have to think of it like movies where you have okay okay, okay so you have like movies that are made specifically like that are trying to win oscars you know like these serious <laughs> okay. you know movies and then you okay. have movies that like seth rogan makes you know right they're fun right. to watch but not necessarily in a realm of like this isn't like oscar worthy this isn't something like someone like in like a year is going to write like a big dissertation about. Okay. So, but people don't. So I'm like Guy Fieri 
making a cameo in a Seth Rogen movie. Is that what you're saying? In, in a sense, but it's just like, see, Guy Fieri is kind of like the human equivalent of that, where it's just right. like, not everyone's like wearing a suit and like doing taxes or whatever people who wear right. suits do. Yeah. I know I don't wear suits that often. No, I, I only, I only, I only have one. I only yep. have one suit. Only However, a, a, back in the day, I, I had some custom suits made way back in the day. And, um, they were a little bit more of the like urban bishop style yeah, uh, of course. suits. And, uh, I paid way, way too much money for them. But, uh, and I like wore them once or twice and then I gave them to somebody else. It was ridiculous. Like money. I wish I would have wish I could have back, but dude, Guy Fieri. I mean, I don't know. Like, do I, I feel, I feel like, should I be offended right now? Not that. Okay. So it's like kind of the, the personality, I mean, Fieri, not like the appearance. Oh, so my personality is like Guy Fieri. You're just like, welcome to Flavortown. And <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I'm going to have to rethink everything now. If this is how I'm coming across, <laughs> it's not I'm, like, it's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm just, I like it. I like Guy Fieri. You say, you say it's not a bad thing. Oh my gosh. I legit tweeted oh. the other day. It's like Guy Fieri is everything to me. Like, okay. All right. Diners, drive-ins, and dives is on TV. I watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been to any of those restaurants? No. There's one I want to try, though, because it's actually in Nashville. It's like this grilled cheese uh, truck or whatever. Yeah. Whatsoever. And so I kind of want to try that, but uh, I don't... Yeah, I haven't been to any other restaurants there. I just kind of enjoy it and then don't think about it ever again. Okay. There, there's one that you got to go to if you're ever in Oklahoma. All right, mm-hmm. Oklahoma City. There's a place called Mama E's. Okay. And it's like a soul food place. They do chicken and waffles. So good. Okay. I like chicken so and I like waffles. And I like to combine the two. So yep. we're off to a good start there. Yep. G- Guy Fieri. Oh my gosh. You know, you know what? Okay. I've gotten a few different ones before. <laughs> I, I've gotten Mike Myers. They, they've, they've, they've said that like I'm Mike, Mike Myers. Uh, not necessarily like in how I look, but how I you know, kind of, you know, portray, portray myself in the world. Um, let's, let's see who else I've gotten a few of these. Um, the little kid from the Christmas story, like when I was a kid, <laughs> they said, I looked just like that guy. Um, kind of acted the same way in a lot of ways too, but mm-hmm. anyway, all right, well, Guy Fieri, I guess I better go get my, uh, flame, flame shirt and sweet Oakley glasses. Dress up from like 10 years ago. Right? Get a little bit more gel from my hair. Totally. Right on. Hey, all right. I, I think it's a compliment. And, and okay. honestly, to hey, me, it's a compliment. As, as long as you think it's a compliment, I think the guy rep, Guy Fieri's reputation throughout the rest of the world might not be that great. And so, you know, I, whatever. I'll take it for what it is. You're a good guy. I love you. <laughs> it's Guy Fieri as, like, the entertainer, not Guy Fieri as, like, human being as the human human form of nachos right okay yeah. it's like <laughs> welcome to flavor town <laughs> yeah but guys yeah, grocery yeah. games are pretty good I, li- I like that show i never saw it never saw it Think i it- was more of a supermarket sweep guy mm-hmm. way back in the day back in the day um yeah so uh let's enough about guy fieri oh just just <laughs> fyi like i'm fat justin bieber so <laughs> fat, fat J Biebs. Yeah. Just isn't my All worst right. thing anymore, but uh All right. I would also give you uh what's that dude uh is it Kyle Gass from Tenacious D? <laughs> like the younger, cuter brother of Kyle Gass from Tenacious D. <laughs> or maybe even better, if Kyle Gass and Jack Black had a baby. Yeah, I would be that offspring. 
except that's more totally hair. You, oh my gosh, you <laughs> are the offspring. You are the pick of destiny. <laughs> oh my gosh, nice. that's so perfect. So, so, so one thing I want to talk to you about. You, Let's talk about it. You actually got to go to the Life of Pablo tour. Oh, freaking a! Before Kanye just canceled the rest of it. Yeah, like right before. <laughs> yeah, like you. I think you one of the last shows I remember because I remember you posted on Instagram or some social media site I follow you on. Yeah, and then he made the announcement that I'm canceling the tour, and you got to go to the one that he didn't just stop in the middle of it to talk to his wife. So yeah, no, we got the we got the full the full Kanye, mm -hmm. and I had a couple of friends that went a few days later, and he stopped. Uh, he only performed for like maybe 30 minutes and then he, then he stopped and then it was, it kind of all unraveled from there. But yeah, dude, I got to see it and boy, oh boy, was it, I'll never forget it, man. It it was great. I felt like I was on another planet. It was awesome. So like the, like stage was like elevated if I'm right. And then it was like, yeah, moves back and forth. Yeah, that stage went all over the place. I mean, they're really, honestly, there's not a bad seat in the house. I mean, the forum where I saw him in L.A. is not not a huge venue. It's maybe even a little bit smaller than some of the new basketball arenas that he was mostly playing. But, um, I mean, that stage took up most of the floor area, and then it moved all around, and then it tilted up and down and sideways. And, I mean, it was awesome. Just really, really cool. Like, I'm and just so minimal. Like, there was only one light on on Kanye the whole time and he would like and it didn't even follow him it was just one light that went down on the stage and he'd run around you know on that stage or whatever he was strapped to it and and so most of the time you're really just seeing a silhouette of of Kanye West and you couldn't really even tell like man is this I mean it could have been anybody like it could have been very easily been like a body double mm -hmm. but but super rad I saw him I've seen Kanye <laughs> on that was my third time the Yeezus tour was probably the greatest show I've ever been to in my life. Mm -hmm. Then I saw him and Jay-Z uh, on the Watch the Throne tour. Yeah. That was killer. So much fire. Like, that was the first time I've ever seen that much fire. The, uh, up until then, it was Trans-Siberian Orchestra. They <laughs> had the trophy for the most fire used in their show. And then Kanye and Jay-Z took that title from them during Watch the Throne. But, um, dude, I'd have to say Life of Pablo as like a full-on experience, like immersive. Mm -hmm. Like from the second you walk up to the forum, like he had giant printouts of his tweets. So like one tweet, like a screenshot of it would be like plastered on the side of the forum, like eight feet long by like three feet tall. And people were like taking pictures with all of Kanye's tweets. And then you go inside and I mean, just merch for days. I mean, he's basically printing out his wife's Instagram pictures, putting them on a shirt and selling it for $75. Like I know. He's a freaking genius. I love him. Everything he does is art. And you go inside the forum and it's completely, it is so smoky in there. You cannot see, you can't even see the other side of the arena. And so it just was completely amazing. It felt like you were like at an underground show, like in, you know, 2034, where the rest of the world is burned down, but we're underground and Kanye is our Jesus. <laughs> Have you seen uh, Bo Burnham's new stand up special? Yeah, I loved it, dude. Just like, wait, I think it was either that one or the one he did before that, but he had like the whole bit about like Kanye West, the Kanye West show he went to. Yeah, I think that was the one before the new one. The new okay. one has that bit about country music, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah. That one, that one cracks me up. 
But like the merch level, he's like, yeah, I went to this Kanye show and by far the best experience of my life. And then he's just like, and Kanye was just rambling on, auto-tune on. Like that was the big impressive. And then he was complaining about how his $90 white t-shirts weren't selling very good or something like right, that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, he did. There was not at this last show that I went to, there was not a lot of ranting. Just, you know, typical like Kanye like move. He'll like restart the song four or five times to get everybody as crunk as possible. Oh, yeah. Um, and But that's awesome. Like that's that's cool. Like I like that, you know. Um, but no, not a lot of ranting. Like. Uh, I think he just like did a lot of shout outs to Kid Cudi and that was about it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I think Kanye is kind of in a like more on top of like the social ladder, I guess, right now, just because like, well, he's married to a Kardashian. So that's automatically makes you better, a better human being than most people. <laughs> yeah, it's I like guess. being married to a Kardashian, which is right below Guy Fieri. <laughs> Being yeah. guy, being Guy Fieri, <laughs> dude. What does Guy Fieri do now? Uh, I don't know. He just, is he still is he hanging in there? I think I don't know if diners, drive-ins, and dives are is still going on. I don't maybe? think so, man. I think they've moved on. Then there's Guy's Grocery Games. Never saw it. And then I, I mean, he owns a couple restaurants. I'm sure he does. I'm sure they do very well. There's a certain <laughs> demographic that is. All in for Guy Fieri, which I, I guess you're you're a part of. So. I am part of it. Guy Fieri, please uh res- come on this podcast. Uh, email me at the just Schwedcast. come all over this podcast. <laughs> just come everywhere. The sh- my Guy shoes. Fieri, yes, Guy Fieri jizzes nacho cheese. I'm certain of it. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, that is the most perfect. Uh, oh, I. I really hope that's true. But, Guy, if you're listening to this, the schwedcast at gmail.com, contact me. I'm going to get you on the show. And uh, Seriously, Guy, this might be the only guy left that celebrates all that you do. And then sometime, I guess you might be in Los Angeles sometimes. We'll all, I'll fly out there, and you can fly out there, and then we're all three going to have a, <laughs> a chat. Let's do it. We'll have nachos together. <laughs> <laughs> And we all have to be wearing matching outfits. Yeah, I'm going to have to. We're going to need time machines to go back to 2001 and get like flame button up flame shirts. Oh, I'm sure we could find them if we try. And, okay, so let's go back to Kanye West because we're talking Kanye. about his. Kanye. Con- Ken- Kenya West. Ken, Ken Burns West. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay, so his. Okay, so. Because I think marrying Kim and then having kids really just, like, made him... So he's acting like a better person now, I guess, but he's still being really weird with everyone. Oh, yeah, man. He's on another level, dude. He's on another level. Like, his ways are not our ways. We'll never know what it's like to be Kanye West. Yeah. I don't I don't miss the old Kanye straight from the goal, Kanye. <laughs> I celebrate all versions of Kanye equally. Mm-hmm. There's a graduation Kanye, you know, college dropout Kanye. President Kanye coming soon. Coming soon, either 2020 or 2024. 2024 is the last thing that he tweeted, you know, because he wants the Donald to have a good eight-year run, I guess. Yeah, I don't don't know. That That was so weird, just that whole, like, the news, like, we're talking about something serious like Syria, and they're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
We got we have breaking news. Kanye West and Donald Trump had a meeting in Trump Tower. For some reason, that was more important than like deaths in the world. <laughs> well, you know that is that is our news. That is our news cycle. We, I try to. My news consists of the Daily Show and John Stewart, which is just basically good. Yeah, which is basically That's... criticisms of the news. So it's like meta news. Yeah, well, I mean, they say like comedians are the truth tellers, you mm-hmm. know, so that's kind of definitely one way to look at it. I know that I when I find when I watch those shows, I feel like I'm getting for the most part, I feel like I'm getting like a pretty straight story. You know, I know a, a lot of the guys that, you know, a lot of comedians are going to lean left. They're going to lean mm-hmm. liberal, that type of thing. But even still, they don't go all the way crazy. You know, they, they call it pretty much, you know, right down the line, you know, so that's, that's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm in, like, I think mm-hmm. that's a great place to get your news. And, uh, all, every fake news site I go to, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's great. What are your favorite fake news sites? <clears throat> I don't know. I just like seeing what's on Facebook. It was like, Obama's going to run for a third term and watching people get really mad about it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. Like, I, I'm i pretty sure he's not going to run for, like, because it's now, like, ever, ever since the Donald uh, started, like, even just running for president, like, the, like, fake news towards Obama has just kind of gone away. But not, not completely, but from what I see. Pretty much. Pretty much. But, uh, yeah, people share dumb things on, uh, the internet, on Facebook. Yeah, I definitely like towards the end of the year, it definitely seemed like fake news like became this like hot topic all of a sudden, you know, that everybody started posting uh, like news about fake news, you know, Mm -hmm. that that became that became one of the one of the top things that everybody was talking about. So at least they're talking about it. Hopefully we can get past some of that. Eliminate it or embrace it. One of the two. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just (laughs) believe whatever you want. This is America. You are allowed to believe whatever you want, whenever you want, and however you want. Right. Okay, so I saw on Facebook today, you've yep. given up coffee? I did, man. I did. And, and it wasn't for any, like, super reason, I, mm-hmm. I'll, other than I was drinking a lot of it. <laughs> like, dude, I would go to Dunkin' Donuts. They, they just opened some out here in Los Angeles. And I would go to Dunkin' Donuts, and they would have this this deal. This is how, like... <laughs> Like I'm all about like saving money, right? Like, cause I want to spend my money on the cool stuff. And mm-hmm. so if I can cut corners and be cheap in certain areas, I'm going to be cheap. Right. Yeah. So Dunkin' Donuts from like two o'clock to five o'clock every weekday would do any coffee drink for a dollar. And so Ooh. I would go in there and I'd get the big blueberry iced coffee with just a little bit of cream in it. And I'd get two of those bad boys. And so that's like two, like 32 ounce glasses oh of iced coffee and then i'd bring them back home and i'd dump them in mason jars and i'd have like my iced coffee for the week but you know there'd be times that i'd, I'd down like a whole large iced coffee from dunkin donuts man i just was drinking a lot of coffee and and you know staying up too late and waking up too late and just um my wife went out of town for like two months mm-hmm. um she went she did like a around the world trip for oh, work yeah. and stuff and um and so i just thought to myself man while she's gone like I'm going to just try to get off of this stuff. I'm going to try to stop drinking coffee and, and replace it with something a little bit more gentle, some tea and stuff like that. And, um, 
And so I did stop drinking coffee and I feel great, man. And, and it's not like I'm not off caffeine at all. Like for sure. Like I drink tea quite a bit, mm-hmm. but, um, and then I also like, you know, quit drinking all the energy drinks and crap like that. And really that's, anything, yeah, that's the bad stuff. Yeah. Anything carbonated. So really I just drink water and water and tea. That's, that's pretty much all I do. Yeah. I cut out, uh, soda last year, pretty much completely now. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I had any in a while. I mean, like everyone, when I went home for Christmas, everyone was like, man, you've really slimmed down a lot. What would you do? I was like, Ooh, I was just like so much like Guy Fieri. <laughs> 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 and I'm just like, well, uh, for one thing, I stopped drinking sodas. So I probably slimmed down a little bit. I haven't noticed too much of a difference. And uh, also I started wearing uh, more darker colors. Because that that's helps. what, every, that's what everyone in Nashville wears. That's right. And, uh, Johnny Cash, now I just man look in black, always look good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, my parents didn't like say anything about like. I think I wore black every day I saw them, except the day we saw Rogue One, which I wore my Star Wars T-shirt. Because what else am I gonna wear to the movie? Right, I understand that. I don't have an R two D two costume, so. So they didn't give you the old, Samuel, why are you dressing in black? Are you sad, son? I was like, are you emo again? Samuel. <laughs> Did they call you Samuel? I just, I, I think that's so hilarious. Like no. a mom saying, Samuel. Yeah. Samuel. Like, no, they never call me Samuel. But the funny thing is, uh, so I helped convert their old like VHSs of like me and my brother as a kid back when they liked both of us to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, DVDs and stuff like that. And, uh, I bet that took a while. So, like, my brother Matt, like, he would. They would call him. Is he older him, than you? Yeah, he's like two years older. Did they like him better? Um, long, a little bit, a little bit. I think I think they like us even now, but uh, yeah, it used to be. You've caught up. You've caught up. He hit yeah. like a rough patch, and you're like, sweet, it's my opportunity. Even the score. So I think I think so I think they hated me more for a while, but now I think they hate both of us equally. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. In, How does in that, that hate manifest? Uh, is it beating? It's, it's that verbal abuse. It's that. It's that uh, withdrawal. The, it's the uh, like parents just think you're kind of stupid. Hate, not just like <laughs> disdain. Not like disdain. Like they still like me and my brother. It's just like that yeah. normal parent hate. You know that like once me and my brother like moved out, they would not let us move back in. <laughs> type thing. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Like Got they'd it. rather help us pay for rent than like. Uh, like have us move back in with them. Right. Well, I mean, so now is it just the two of you? Like they're, they don't have any kids in the house now? No, they're, they've, they've been childless since 2012. Dude, do you think they're getting into some weird stuff or what? I don't ask. (laughs) Samuel. I don't, (laughs) but anyway, so yeah, they always call my brother Matthew for some reason. And so, like as okay. a baby, he's like Matthew. Come on, baby Matthew. Matthew. Right. Right. Matthew. And then like yeah. they'd always call me either Sam or Sammy. Okay. Which so I don't know like if I I don't understand the goal like so like they're expecting to call him by his full name from like from when he was young until like kindergarten when there was another Matthew in the class, and so he had to go by Matt. But me, I was just always Sam for some reason. I'm just <laughs> nice. They never so. called you by the proper. The Never, biblical name, Samuel. No one, no one ever calls me Samuel unless it's a girl trying to flirt with me. Yeah. So oh, like, that's nice. So that's you a like good sign. that, though, don't you? Huh? I, don't, I don't really care, Yeah, honestly. a little bit you do. <laughs> a little bit you do. Be honest, Samuel. 
Uh-huh. She sends that in a text message. She goes, hi, Samuel. It's like the thing. Like she calls you Samuel and no one else does. It's like your thing yeah. between you so, and her. And it's yeah. so hot. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, because she's really original. But then, you know, yeah. you get the school nicknames like uh, Samantha. Like, you know, that one's very original. You know, never hear that one ever. They called you Samantha? Some people did. Like, you know, it's like trying to be yeah, mean, you know? It. Yeah. You know. Okay. And uh, was it Samwise Gamgee? You know that one. Well, that's oh. you know that's topical. Lord of the Rings was very popular when you were in was, school. I'm very good. I'm okay with that one because he was the real hero of the story. Like, Dude, I hate Lord of the Rings. I'm just yeah. saying it right now. I Ugh. like. I have never watched one of those movies without falling asleep, and I've never read the books. It's not my thing. You, you someday you will. I, I believe in you. <laughs> nah, bro. I'm good. I'm 35 years old. We, <laughs> we're past that pro- point in life. <laughs> I'm 35 years old. I don't need these Hatchimal, whatchamacallits, and Legoland. And... If I haven't read those books by now, I <laughs> nah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think the third and final one was Sam I Am, the classic Dr. Seuss. Okay, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. I'd be down with that if I, my name was Sam. That one wasn't too bad, but I was just kind of like, yeah, this one kind of got old kind of fast. It was like, I don't know. So, what nickname? Did you have any, like, nick nicknames as a kid? Like, school oh, bullies yeah, that, would I call mean, you? Dude, I, I don't, very few people have ever actually called me by my name, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always been John, Johnny, JB, J Bowles. I've always been some variation. Uh, for a long time, I had like a there was like one of my like sports nicknames was like Bruiser, um, <laughs> which is really badass and I like it a lot. Uh, so um, yeah, that's I mean nobody really ever called me. I mean, like one time, like I, you know how you have those memories that like stick out and it, like something that happened one time when you were a kid and then it just is in your mind for the rest of your life. And there's this kid in our neighborhood. We were playing basketball and like, I hit like this, like no look hook shot, you know, totally lucky Mm -hmm. basket or whatever. And he called me Joe Nay Python. (laughs) And I was like, that's really weird, but kind of badass. I like it. Um, but that's it. That's only one time anyone ever called me that Joe Nay Python. Well, not, Um, not to mention in the bedroom. Whoa, hey, <laughs> we just took a left turn. Woo! <laughs> no, it's more of a garden snake, really, to be honest. I mean, I mean, if we're being maybe like salamander, um, minnow, probably like a minnow. Minnow, <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe a little bigger than a minnow. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I'm like more of an anaconda, you know? <laughs> well... <laughs> Anyways, uh, we don't need to. We don't need to keep up with uh, what goes on with you and uh, Kirby in the bedroom. Unless you, unless you want to keep talking, <laughs> we don't have to. I'm fine. One I'm time, what? Sometime I'll get you, both of you on, and we can just yeah. I'll we'll wanna, just go there. I wanted to start doing like marriage counseling, and then just like, uh, just like, and sometimes it's just like two male friends, like, and it's just basically I'm giving a marriage counseling. Or I mean, you could have the Sam Schwegler sex cast. <laughs> I start my own like podcast network and one's just a sex podcast. <laughs> yeah. And you could go by like, hey, my name is Sex Schwegler. That's <laughs> so... that'll do. I'm trying to figure out is that the best alternative we can go with? Sex Schwegler or 
<sighs> well, <clears throat> you know, I'm a big fan of Wayne's World, so your <clears throat> last name could also lend itself to mean like Schwingler. Oh, that's what I mean. Like the, Schwing, yeah. The Schwing, the Schwing yeah. cast. <laughs> yeah, Schwing cast. <laughs> that's Schwing. perfect, dude. I bet you that one what? was is probably already taken. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Should let's look it up. Let's see if let's okay. see if there let's let's see if there is such thing as a swing cast. Swing cast. <laughs> swing cast. cast is no, not oh. a thing. All right. Number one thing on Google is swing cast iron ninety degree reinforced concrete pump. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, on uh, the iTunes network, there is a podcast called Swing. Okay. S C H W I N G. So Well, you know, but this is this is the Schwing cast. And because your last so, name is Schwegler, I feel yeah. like you have a little <clears throat> bit of ground to stand on that you could say, no, this it's is like, this is much different than a podcast called Schwing. Like, there's probably like ten people in the world with this last name and I got it. <laughs> you got it, man. I got Run it. with it. I got it. I got it. All right, so we're going to take a break. And when uh, we come back, we're going to get a little bit more down to business about what you do, Jonathan. So, Ooh, I got to so, figure it out while we're on the break. <laughs> so don't touch that dial. This week's artist sponsor is the Matt Cook Collective. The Matt Cook Collective is an extremely eclectic group of musicians from widely different backgrounds within music consisting of members living all across the midwest they come together to create beautiful improvised music with roots from modern jazz to hip-hop to avant-garde i saw these guys back i think december of 2015 and they were a phenomenal uh, group of guys to watch play they're just extremely talented musicians i played in the our big band at school with matt and their bass player nick and I always know that they're extremely great people to play with, and they always rock the house every time I play with them. And uh, every time they play, they're awesome groups. They did a Daft Punk cover, uh, and I thought that was really cool. Daft Punk is awesome. And uh, the song you're listening to right now is Underglow by Joel Gordon, and uh, it was performed by the Matt Cook Collective, obviously. And you can find that song on their latest EP, which is on all those streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, you know. They even have physical CDs. You can find them on that. And they're currently working on a new album that's coming out in June. So go like them on Facebook and go check out all the stuff they're doing. This is Underglow, written by Joel Gordon.
thanks for listening to this song as always if you are an artist and you want to get on this artist sponsor spot you can always email dschwedcast at gmail.com for further info thank you and let's get on with the rest of the show We're back after a I long... totally, I have to confess, I touched the dial. While we were on the break, <laughs> I touched the dial, and it felt good, and I'm not ashamed. I, I touched the dial. Um, so, yeah, if uh, you're just tuning in now, so <laughs> means you just start podcasts in the middle of them. I'm here with uh, Jonathan Bowles, or as they say on the Slingshot Show, Jonathan Bowles. <laughs> I I'm, paid I'm, somebody on Fiverr to uh, be the announcer. Okay, because I've been like so curious about like who you got to. Uh, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea who it is. I just typed in like uh, announcer or like a voiceover artist on Fiverr, and I just went with the guy who had the best reviews, paid him five bucks, and the rest is his story. <laughs> he just like I need you to say with your host Jonathan Bowles. That's cool. Yeah, I'm impressed with that. At least it's better than like just having you do it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's kinda, with your you host know. Jonathan Bowles. Hey, I'm Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> right, kind of like <laughs> just changing my voice, <laughs> trying to make it seem like it's not me, but it isn't me. It's somebody else. It's an announcer. <laughs> announcer. Okay, so I want to talk. The uh, let's talk, talk about then, the sl- Sam. Let's talk the Slingshot Show. Let's talk about that for a little bit. I listened to the Slingshot show a lost, a lost, not a lot, and uh, it actually helped me a little bit get through my drive from, you know, Kansas City, Kirksville to Nashville on the drive for Christmas, so I want to hear your side of the story about it, because you're almost, I guess by the time this podcast airs, you're over 200 episodes. Yeah, dude, that 200 episode episode comes out January 9th. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, I mean, my life has been weird. Like, I've told a lot of, I've... When people kind of get to know us out here and we, you know, start, you know, making new friends, we moved out here to Los Angeles and stuff. They're like, God, man, like, what haven't you done? I'm like, dude, I've, I've lived a lot of lives. Like I'm only 35 years old, but, um, I mean, from the time I was 15 on, um, until the time I was 31, I was a youth pastor and or intern director and or executive, uh, at giant mega churches. And that's kind of what I did. And then when I turned 30 um, and from 30 to 31, I just kind of was like, I just can't do this anymore. So, you know, it takes a while to get out of those, you know, kind of high level positions and stuff. And we had a big house and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so it took us a while to get all that ready to sell. And but then we just quit and did like a total 180 in our lives and everything I had done up until that point. I just I really had a bit of an awakening, a bit of a just you know, some people, you know, the term like come to Jesus moment doesn't really apply because it was like a, uh, come to realize that there's more things than just Jesus uh, moment. So, um, really just kind of opened, opened my eyes to a lot of different things. I did a lot of reading, did a lot of study and, and my heart just changed, you know, and I just, I began to see that the narrative that I had been raised with in Christianity just wasn't really working for me anymore. But it took a lot of guts, a lot of balls to basic. I mean, that's the only job I ever had other than being a roller rink DJ was to be <laughs> a youth pastor. I mean, I was speaking sometimes 10, 15 times a week from anywhere to 50 people to 5,000 people. I mean, it's what I did. And 
I just decided like, I can't do this anymore. I don't believe in it. I don't think this is right. I don't like how uh, necessarily these giant churches run. I don't like how they spend their money and I don't want to get paid with that kind of money. So Mm -hmm. um, I put it all on the line. We sold our house and my wife and I, we traveled around for about a year. Um, not necessarily homeless, but we didn't have a house. We just stayed with friends and, and family for a year, kind of figured things out. What do we want to do with the rest of our lives? And, and came up with a few ideas, one of which being this podcast, because I am a communicator. It's what I do. And now I feel like I have more to say than ever before. And that's what I've been doing. So I started the podcast. We started a nonprofit, started some other small businesses, but yeah, we're over 200 episodes into the slingshot show. And, and the whole idea is this is, uh, you know, the slingshot show is kind of a weird name for it. You know, like, first of all, I mean, it's just kind of like fun and playful, you know, like Dennis, the mm-hmm. menace type of deal. And I've got a bit of a rascal personality. I've kind of always been that way of, you know, the guy that's, you know, in this, you know, in the group of people, I'm going to be the one that says, well, why can't we do that? You know, or like, why, why do you think that way? And just kind of question everything. You know, there's a bit of a, uh, a, you know, a rebellious, uh, you know, side to me, there's a bit of a revolutionary, uh, you know, somewhere deep inside me. Um, but the, the slingshot metaphor is that that's what I want to be. I want to be the, the thing that, uh, helps people launch that helps people do what they want to do. You know? So, uh, if you think of a slingshot, you know, you have a little rock, you pull it back and then you launch it to somewhere else. And, you know, I'm not necessarily the rock. Um, obviously I'm not Dwayne Johnson. I'm not that big <laughs> yet. I don't have that level of commitment, but, uh, I want to be the slingshot and I want to be somebody that helps other people go from where they are to where they want to be. And, and that's really what it's all about. So yeah, we're 200 episodes in and, um, yeah, I, I kind of refer to myself as a a bit of a spiritual pirate. I'm just kind (laughs) of out there sailing the high seas of spirituality where anything goes and everything is real and anything is possible. And I love it. It's, it's awesome. So we just, I I just want to help people that feel stuck or feel, you know, guilty for thinking a certain way that, Hey man, it's okay. Be you and figure out what you want to do and, and how can I help you do it? That's, that's kind of who I am. So slingshotshow.com. That's where all that's at. Go to it. Um, let me think what episode, there's a couple episodes you did recently. I always like the ones you and Kirby do. Those are like the ones yeah, I like. Yeah, she's the best, man. <laughs> I always like your ones when you like are talking to someone. Yeah. Um, inclus- the inclusivity one I really liked. Uh, yeah. That one. That one we always think like, yeah, people stop being like the worst human beings alive. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just the 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 inclusivity thing. I think uh, I think that was like episode 197 or 198 or something. It's called, are we doing inclusivity Mm -hmm. wrong? And Mm -hmm. and the idea being that like, I mean, since we've moved out here to Los Angeles, we're definitely surrounded with a lot more like liberal people. And after Donald Trump got elected, dude, I had so many friends that just like lost their damn minds. (laughs) Like it was the end of the world for them, dude. It just was like, I mean, it was, it was touch and go there for a second with some of our friends. And I'm just kind of like, Guys, like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think this is the same problem in the opposite direction. And, and we've got we've to gotta meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. And inclusivity has got to still allow for people to be individuals. It's got to, you know, you got to do the deep work, man. You got to really figure out, like, why do you believe what you believe, you know? Or are you just kind of regurgitating something that you've heard, something that you've seen posted on Facebook, something that you heard a pastor say or a politician say or something like mm-hmm. that? And, I mean, are you really willing to talk to each other, you know? So... Yeah. Oh, totes my goats, my dude. <laughs> the only the only thing, have you seen like the video It's Wednesday, my dudes? Have you seen 
Seen no, that I have at not all? seen that. I haven't. Well, it's like this really funny thing. And then someone found a good picture of Hillary that kind of looked like that guy and said, it's Wednesday, my dudes. And I was kind of wanting her to win just because that way the next day I could post that picture. It's Wednesday, my dudes. And That'd be awesome. Like her smiling. That'd be awesome. But, I do. I mean, there's part of me that's kind of like, man, I kind of, I wish we would have done the, I wish the woman president thing would have happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, I wasn't really a fan of either, either person. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was kind of like a, oh, geez, like she's kind of sketchy and he's kind of psycho, but like, ugh, who knew, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I think we'll get it right after the next couple of, I think we're, we're going to start moving in the right direction, you know, but, um, I, I was kind of hoping that we would have the, the woman president thing. I think that's, yeah. a, that's important, but I honestly think that Michelle Obama, uh, would at this point have a much better chance, uh, than Hillary Clinton, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, shoot, um, I'd, I'd listen to Michelle Obama, those mm-hmm. arms. Hello. <laughs> Remember, hindsight is twenty twenty. I don't know what that means necessarily in this uh, the scenario. Next, the but next whatever. election is twenty twenty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you! Standing ovation. I like that. Good job. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Good night. All right, that's the end of the podcast. See you next week. Nah, <laughs> it's like bang a ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude that's my thing man i'm a i'm total Bend peter pan man that's 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 why, uh, that's why we end the podcast like that with the the bangerang thing at the end so mm-hmm. we refer to our apartment as neverland <laughs> <laughs> and so you've done you've done some side businesses i know one business you've been uh kind of doing lapel yeah i want to hear a little bit about that for people who don't know and need to know and have to know and have like this itch in their areas that they need to know about. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Let me scratch those areas for you real quick. <laughs> um, well, so growing up, I was always like the kid in the neighborhood that was always like selling stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I think I sold everything there was because, you know, before you were born, Sam, there was, <laughs> <laughs> there were these like magazines that in the back, like you could like mail away for this catalog and you could sell these different things. And if you sold enough of it, you know, like, uh, you know, cheese plates or like, you know, sausages or gift wrap or whatever, then you would like get points and you could redeem the points for random you know, merchandise um, and so I really love doing that. I love selling this stuff. One year I sold like Christmas trees, uh, for a company or Christmas wreaths rather for a company called the wreaths of Maine. And you know, I did that and I, you would get a commission every time you sold it something. And, mm-hmm. and I just loved it. I, w- I would put on little shows in the neighborhood. One time I even like opened a tattoo parlor of, uh, like somebody gave me this box of temporary tattoos. And I was like, I'm open a tattoo parlor on my front porch and I would charge kids 25 cents to put a temporary tattoo on them. And dude, I made like 10 bucks, you know, like <laughs> kids just kept coming back cause they wanted these, you know, little tattoos. I put on a basketball tournament one time and like nobody showed up except for my mother, but like we still <laughs> sold like 20 tickets. It was awesome. So, um, I've always just had an affinity for like making stuff and selling stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, when we first moved out here to California, I 
I started Rasselruse, a pro wrestling underwear company. We printed underwear to look like the wrestling tights of pro wrestlers and stuff like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and stuff. And that went mm-hmm. really, really well. Uh, but then American Apparel um, kind of took a nosedive and they discontinued all the underwear. And that was really the only place that you could buy what we were printing on. So I kind of had to like, oh, crap, like, what do I do? Like, how do I still have a business here um, and kind of pivot it, you know, to where we can still make money, but, you know, maybe not focus on the underwear so much anymore. And so at the, it was round about like a year ago that I saw like all these people like just put, posting like lapel pins all the time, um, especially out here in LA. There's a few people that I follow on Twitter and Instagram that are like, I guess you would say like tastemakers or trendsetters and, oh, and yeah. they posted about pins and I was like, sweet, let's do pins. Um, so I found a manufacturer, somebody to work with and, um, you know, to make me a couple of pins. And I was like, man, this is, this is awesome. Like let's make some pins. And next thing you know, we're making pins. And I just did all the, uh, right. Actually right before we got on the podcast here, like I was doing all the, uh, sales and everything like that. And Jesus, man, this pin thing has been the most successful thing I've ever done, uh, you know, in my life in regards mm-hmm. to making stuff and selling stuff. So it's super fun, man. It's super fun. Uh, lapel. is the website and we make all kind of stuff. There's like a lot of pro wrestling things on there. Cause that's something that I'm really into. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also just stuff that I think is rad things, stuff that I think is cool. So, you know, it's a fad, but right now, like it, more than pays the bills for us to live out here in Los Angeles and we live right on the beach and it's, it's super fun, but that's just kind of part of who I am, man. I'm an entrepreneur. I love making stuff and selling stuff and doing the things. So, so did you ever own like a large trench coat at one point? And like, that's how all your items <laughs> came out of. No, man, uh, I haven't ever done the trench coat selling thing, but I will say this, uh, I'm going to WrestleMania next or in April and mm. um, probably going to have uh, previously like I would like buy a table at like a wrestling convention thing that was during WrestleMania and stuff like that. But um, now with the pins, I can kind of do it just like, you know, from my from my little jacket, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So who knows? I might I might do the trench coat thing. We'll see. You got you should wear a. Uh... I really want to, I need to buy like a long trench coat and then wear just like shorts and like a t-shirt underneath it. So people yeah. just think you're getting ready to streak or whatever. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. I'm like, I don't know how people used to get away with that. You just like, we're in a trench coat and then like with no pants on. <laughs> right. Like, it was like, people just didn't notice. I always like to see what's under people's trench coaches, coat, coat, coats or whatever. Coaches. Do you do you like just go up and ask them like, hey, can I see what's under there? No, I just like I have like I get like I just like roll under, roll. Oh, I fell. Like I drop a pencil or whatever. And... Oh, and then you just like look up like old school style. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. I like those, and then I'm like, I like those shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Oh, I saw something today involving shorts. Uh, apparently, one of the uh, still photos from Google Maps of the Grand Canyon is a guy. Taking, taking his cargo pants off and converting them with the zipper into cargo shorts. Wow. Like that is. My that sister is, was uh, working, like pulling weeds in the front yard of my house mm-hmm. uh, when we lived in Texas. So if you did like a Google map of our old house in Texas, you would see my sister pulling weeds in our front yard. Oh, that is perfect. So I always wanted to drive the Google car. I think that'd be fun. 
That would be fun. That would be fun. I don't. Do they actually have people that drive those, or are they robots now? Um, I'm assuming people still drive them because I don't think we've uh, accomplished too much with the self-driving cars yet. Oh, bro, it's about to go down. They're already having. They're releasing those things all over the U.S. a little bit at a time. I'm predicting it right here on the Schwegcast. Okay. By the year 20, 20, I'll say 2018, robot-driven cars will be a fairly regular thing. That is next year. I know, dude. You do? <laughs> I know. Bro, I'm telling you, it's... Now, granted, I live in Los Angeles, so chances are we would probably have them more readily available in Los Angeles than in Nashville, but... Mm-hmm. I have heard that they're already like in like they're testing them out in Boston, uh, San Francisco, different places like that. So I mean, it's it's soon. So 2018, market people. No one's gonna back. even notice in Los Angeles because traffic is already too bad. <laughs> right, but dude, I'm so stoked about the self-driving car thing because that's gonna really, really clear up the roads eventually once it's like a a whole thing, you, mm-hmm. you know. So, <laughs> so we actually have. That would be cool. I know, like, Uber wants to get behind it so they don't have to pay anyone. No, dude, Uber and Google are the two companies mm-hmm. that are, like, in a race to see who can get it right first. So mm-hmm. um, my money is on Uber. Don't count out Lyft just yet. <laughs> yeah, Lyft. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever There's had to take I mean, an, an Uber or a Lyft? Oh, yeah. We we actually just recently, we've, like, started doing it, like, a way a lot more, mostly because... You know, you can public transport in Los Angeles is pretty good, but it's not it's really good east to west, north to south. Not so much. So, uh, you know, you can go east to west. We can go downtown. No problem. But like if we want to go like to Hollywood or whatever, we have to kind of like go on the train for a minute and then catch an Uber to where we want to go. You know, Mm -hmm. so like. I, I we haven't really Ubered any further than like a couple of miles at any time. But, yeah, we use Uber all the time. Yeah, I use it when I go to like concerts or I drink too much. Oh, <laughs> Sam. Which, Samuel. <laughs> Sam. Take an Uber, son. <laughs> hey, man, as long as you don't uh, drive. Oh, I have to tell you about. So, my New Year's, uh, I was with our good friend Micah for New Year's. The, he was the, the DD. Yeah, Micah Chrisman. Of course he was. Of course he was the DD. So wise, <laughs> that one. I know. And uh, so we had a friend who Was drank. he smoking a pipe while he was DDing? No, he's actually uh, quitting smoking. It's his New really? Year's resolution. See, yeah. again, so wise. So wise, Micah Chrisman. And uh, he was the DD, and uh, our friend Jeremy drank way too much, and so he was basically wanting to try to drive like himself back home. And so we're like, yeah, no, you're going to either get in a wreck or you're going to get pulled over and like lose you're your gonna license. You're going to be a statistic, son. Mm-hmm. So like we took Samuel. him back to our front big guy, Micah's place. And uh, so eventually after we both went to bed, he went upstairs and he got an Uber to get back to his car and drove home. So Jeremy, that guy's a wild one. Jeez, Jeremy, use your brain. Use your brain. Uh, and all right. And so last but not least, what we need to talk about. Don't, don't, are you wrapping me up already, bro? No, we're not. We're not wrapped up Come at all. On, this, dude. We're still going. We're just, just getting into the meat of this. Thing. 
kidding. We need to talk about your new podcast you're starting. Yeah, son. With Tony. Huh. Did, did you get that joke? Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I got it. Tony <laughs> I don't think I've even, I haven't even met Tony, so I don't even know why. <laughs> Just Bro, making jokes about him already. You'd freaking love Tony. Wait a second. Are you? Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, no, Tony, we've never, we've never all been in the same place at one time. Mm-hmm. For a second there, I thought he might have been there. Uh, but no, he was not. He was not there. Yeah. So that podcast, I'm super stoked. It's called True Wrestling Fables. And uh, you can find out more about it at truewrestlingfables.com. So Tony and I are like great friends. We have been for quite a while. And one of the things that we're both really into is professional wrestling. And so we have decided to do something just for fun, just for kicks and giggles. And um, we've we've gone like to last three WrestleManias together. I mean, just so much fun. Um, And so we're doing this podcast and the format of the podcast is we get on there and I tell a crazy story about professional wrestling and he tells another crazy story because I don't know. I mean, most people they think, oh, professional wrestling, like that stuff's fake, right? Like, oh, I used to see that on TV, you know, like Stone Cold Steve Austin or whatever. But guys, professional wrestling is a deep, deep rabbit hole that is populated by nothing but crazy, like tragic and just hilarious, sometimes heartwarming stories that are just they are most unbelievable. And so Tony and I are both, you know, it's what we do. Like we're communicators, we're storytellers. We, we have so much fun. Um, so it's just a lot of laughs and we've, you know, a lot of people have listened to it uh, already and they're like, I don't even like wrestling, but this podcast is hilarious and I love it. Um, <laughs> cause I mean, who doesn't love like a good story? And yeah. these are some of the craziest stories, uh, you will ever ever here. I mean, like, have you ever heard the story of when macho man, Randy Savage started beating somebody up in the parking lot of a waffle house and had an attack dog sicked on him and still didn't give up. You know what I mean? So yeah. this is like crazy, like so much fun. So yeah, true wrestling fables.com. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, all the podcast places. So yeah, get into it. It's a blast. <laughs> So man, two podcasts at once. Are you doing it uh self-funded or are you going to do it Patreon? Or uh, funded I mean, we'll or pro- we'll sponsors? Probably, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll put up a Patreon eventually, but like for right now, like I mean, it does not cost that much money to start a podcast mm-hmm. contrary to what people might think. I mean, our launch is like going to be like super legit, like full blown website and all that kind of stuff. But you know, I'm like a, I'm a DIY guy, man. I've, I've taught myself how to make websites and do all the podcast stuff. So, um, I do everything myself. So the overhead's pretty cheap, but, um, yeah, ultimately we'll have a, we'll have a, um, we'll have a Patreon page probably, and we'll have, um, merchandise and stuff like that. Actually, that's what I was working on right before we got on the show, um, was, um, getting stuff, uh, lined up for, uh, for our fan club, so to speak, uh, we're calling it the Fable Stable. <laughs> so, join the Fable Stable, kids. We'll send you cool stuff. Send cool stuff. Uh, do you have any stories right now that you could tell? Another one. Ooh. For, to How not about spoil. This? I will. I will tell a story from my from my childhood. Okay. Okay. Do you remember, this is way before your time, I'm sure, but do you remember a tag team called the Bushwhackers? 
they sound familiar to me. They were the guys that were from New Zealand that would come out to the ring and they were kind of like a goofy, you know, goofy tag team. And they would like grab a hold of fans in the in the audience and like hug them. And then like they would like lick their faces and stuff like that. It was just really weird. Right. George and Jeb Bush. Right. <laughs> no, it was actually Luke and Butch. Okay. Um, same Luke thing. and Butch, the Bushwhackers, and um, the Bushwhackers were super cool when I was a little kid, like in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. And um, my dad was a chiropractor in the in Baton Rouge, Louisiana during the 80s, and there was a lot of wrestling that was going on down in Louisiana in the early 80s. And so a lot of these wrestlers, because they would get so jacked up during their matches and like hurt themselves, they would come in and my dad was their chiropractor. And so the Bushwhackers were two of my dad's chiropractic patients. Um, And so I don't ever remember them being um, like, I don't ever remember being there whenever they came in the office. But one time the great Bushwhacker Luke came over to my house when I was a child. He pulled up in a Corvette because, you know, pro wrestlers got to flaunt that moolah, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and he had a uh, he had a woman with him that, you know, I guess possibly like the car was a rental for the evening. I don't know. The, maybe. The woman or the car? Both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, and he came over to the house to get a chiropractic adjustment when I was a little kid. And I have like very vague memories of Bushwhacker Luke coming over to our house that night. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's a, that's a story. That's the stories that we tell on the podcast are, uh, much broader and crazier and Mm -hmm. not necessarily personal, but that was, you know, that's a little personal, personal story. So, I mean, that's, I mean, I've been a wrestling fan since I was a little kid, man. You got a pro wrestler coming to your house in a Corvette with a hooker. When you're a child, you're going to remember that for the rest (laughs) of your life. (laughs) That, I mean, yeah, I would remember that. I'm like, I think anyone remotely famous coming to my house would be amazing. But of course I'm from the Midwest. So back then it would be like anyone famous would just be cool whatsoever. Anyone like even slightly like the drummer for like Britney Spears. (laughs) No one knew (laughs) would have been like amazing. But, uh, gosh. So who was your favorite wrestler, Sam, when you were a kid, who did you like the most? Oh, I mean, I like, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan, you know, everyone likes, how do you not like Hulk Hogan? I was yeah, I was more into like the mainstream wrestlers. I assume if I was gonna if I was gonna pick a wrestler, it'd probably be one of those like mainstream ones. Dude, Nashville's got a lot of really cool wrestling stuff. You ought to check it out sometime. Dude, I know I need to get on that, but the problem is wrestling's I'm poor. coming back. <laughs> Here's my second prediction: 2018 professional wrestling will be hotter than ever. Dude, I definitely see that. I feel like now everyone's kind of getting over the whole, like, it's fake type thing and then realizing, oh, it's just kind of entertainment. It's supposed to be like an entertainment type of evening. It is the best. Think of it like like every movie you've ever seen. Guess what? That's fake. You know? Mm. Like, every... The news that you're watching, guess what? Also fake. Uh, You know? (laughs) Your girlfriend's boobs? I don't know. Maybe (laughs) fake. Uh, So... Like, get over the fake thing. Like, it is, 
it is like the best stunt show you've ever seen in your life. And it's live. Like it's happening there right in mm-hmm. front of you, like Shakespeare in the round live, no second chances. So much fun. If you ever get a chance to go to a wrestling show, I guarantee you will love it so much. It mm-hmm. is such a blast, especially the small ones. Especially if you have alcohol too. That makes Dude, anything it's better. it's the best. <laughs> the best. Just like even like a slight buzz and then like you just watch someone's ass get kicked. It's just. Whew. Dude, there's, there's a wrestling promotion out here in Los Angeles called Profesh, uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. And they call it PWG for short. And it sells out every time they have a show. Sells out within 30 seconds. Tickets are usually $65 a piece just to get in the door. They have it in a tiny American Legion hall out here. They bring mm-hmm. in some of the best wrestlers in the world. You know, not the people that are necessarily on TV. Some of mm-hmm. them are on TV, but mostly it's like people that are popular, like in underground wrestling. Oh, yeah. And dude, you have hot, like Sofia Vergara was there. Ronda Rousey has gone before. Like the whole cast of True Blood has been there. <laughs> Clark Duke. Ron Funches. I sat next to Ron Funches one of the times I was there. Like, just amazing. Like, pro wrestling is so legit. Like, you've got to check it out. Dude, yeah. I'm. It's one of my goals. I need a group of guys to go with. He's just. Dude, if you go, I promise <laughs> you'll make friends. Wrestling fans are really nice. But true wrestling fables, check it out. Listen to my show. Wrestling fables. Join the stable. So, so you're still in Los Angeles, I assume? Oh, hell yeah, bro. <laughs> So, all right, since we're both in, like, celebrity-populated towns, have you... What uh, celebrities live in Nashville? Uh, like, the music ones. <laughs> Such as? Um, like, Who Tim McGraw, he lives here. Who? Shania Twain, she lives here. Okay. So I mean, Taylor country, Swift used to live here. The country music folk? Bro, Taylor Swift. I love <laughs> her, but, ugh, poor girl. Poor, poor kid. Her, her empire's crumbling. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday. But anyways, what celebrities have you ran into or have a, any good stories with in Los Angeles? Ooh, yeah. Um, okay, so the Whole Foods right by our house. Mm-hmm. Um, we oftentimes see people in there. Uh, Josh Brolin, Tim Robbins, Tim Meadows. Um, who else have we seen in there? A lot of like people that you're like, oh my God, I've seen you like in every movie, but I have no idea what your name is. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, my wife saw uh, Jamie Fraser from that show Outlander. Mm. I can't remember his real name, but like he's, he's a pretty popular guy. Um, we were at the Grove the other day and I didn't see him, but our friend saw Benjamin Bratt was walking around. Um, let's see. That's, I mean, that's, that's really, oh, um, I mean, I've, you know, I was at the wrestling shows like Sofia Vergara and uh, Joe Manglianello or whatever his name is, Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. um, people like that. Nobody like super, super famous yet. Well, you'll, um, you'll never see John Cena. You know, you're right, man, because you can't see him. That's good. I just, That's good. When, she, when she asked, when, when can I see you and you start crying? <laughs> <laughs> you can't see me. All right, so we're nearing the end of our conversation. Any last words? Say goodbye, girl. No, 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 no. Listen to the Slingshot Show. Listen to True Wrestling Fables, but listen to the Schwegcast first. 
If you only have room for one podcast in your life, listen to this one and then listen to mine. Listen to every podcast someone tells you to listen to. That's my theory. Yeah. I mean, if people say like it's good, like at least give it a shot, like give it like one episode. Listen, Mm -hmm. because podcast, look, podcast is just a different name for radio. It's the radio of the future. Like Dippin' Dots ice cream. Dude, when is it going to not be the ice cream of the future? <laughs> like, aren't we there by now? Like, what is the new... I, dude, you know what the new ice cream of the future is? What? Have you had Halo Top? No. Bro, go to Whole Foods as <laughs> soon as you possibly can and get Halo Top ice cream. You let it sit out for about two or three minutes, let it melt down a little bit because it doesn't have a lot of like extra like preservatives and crap and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Or softeners, <laughs> soften. Every time I say softener, I think of stool softener. <laughs> That's all. Um, I, yeah. Right. Sorry. Um. But yeah, it's so good, and like a whole pint of it is like, it's like basically having like two spoonfuls of Ben and Jerry's. Like this is like health food ice cream that tastes amazing. Well, there you have it, folks. Eat Halo ice cream. Top. Eat, ice, Eat cream. ice cream, watch wrestling, stop drinking coffee, and drink Runa, Runa Guayusa. That's the best <laughs> tea out there. You can quote me. I'm desperately trying to get sponsored by Runa. Dude, okay. So thanks, tweet Jonathan. At them. Treat at, tweet at them, at drink Runa, and say, please sponsor Jonathan Bowles. He is your biggest fan and advocate. That's the tweet. Well, you have it there, folks. Listen to the Slingshot Show, True Wrestling Fables, buy pins from Lapel Yeah. Yeah, do that. Do that. Do all those things. Slingshotshow.com and lapelyeah.com. 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 And as always, like and subscribe to this podcast and those other two podcasts. And you can always email me any questions you have or any discussions you want to have on this podcast at thisschwedcast at gmail.com. And you can always find more on my music at samschweglermusic.com. And as always, remember to stay awesome. Stay awesome.